Intentional surviving unit on Cadia. This is Radio Operator 1 broadcasting from Outpost 11. Our situation is dire, but our resolve remains unbroken. The planet has fallen, but we stand as a testament to the indomitable spirit of Cadia. We will not be forgotten. Cadia stands. Cadia stands. The import protects. Cadia stands. Katie is dead! <laughs> Katie stands! Oh shit! Katie! Katie stands! What's going on, Radio Free Katie listeners? And welcome to episode number four of the Radio Free Katie podcast, a Warhammer 40k podcast. My name is Michael. I got my co host Tyler here. Go and say what's going on, Tyler. Yo, yo, yo. What's going on? And we have a special episode for you guys today. Uh, as you guys know, we are a podcast uh, more more targeted towards the newer players and giving you guys a hand up. And then, you know, if you're a, a veteran player and you just want some tips and maybe your your games are a lot more lackluster than you thought they should be, you thought it'd be a little bit more competitive, we are offering all the help that we've discovered uh, in our time playing and uh, this episode, we're going to talk about a little something called target priority, target priority. And it's going to be something that's going to be really kind of subjective as far as what your playing experience is looking like, uh, generally because it's going to be based off of uh, your army, but also what you know is target priority based on unit types and, uh, and, and problems like that. So. I will say that I, I actually struggle with target priority coming into 40K because, like, in, in Horse Heresy, you know what everybody has on the other side because you basically have the same, unless you're playing, you know, the random. Yeah. But most people are Space Marines. They have Land Raiders. They have Predators. You know, they do a little special things. But for the most part, you know the target priority pretty well because you've studied those units. But coming into 40K with so many different varieties of of armies it's kind of hard like i have to play an army at least once or twice before i learn okay this is where my tar target priority needs to be because i i just don't know them because i'm pretty new to the 40k scene it's my first edition i would say i play yeah definitely not playing an army regularly right yeah. because i mean you think about all the options for every army and all those different options, you know, they all have different abilities. They have different... I mean, I would say the weapons are, are a little bit easier to understand. If I yeah. see a last cannon, I know a guy has a last cannon. Uh, but once you start getting into, you know, certain abilities and things like that... For th sure. There's a lot of kind of gotchas that kind of hang out in the, in the armies. And if you're not studying every codex or every uh, 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 rule set and index card, you really don't know, you know... Hey, this looks like a little unit, but it could be one of those things that, you know, oh, it rerolls all of its hits, it rerolls all of its wounds, it does crazy stuff, it can teleport around the table. There's okay. not really a lot that you immediately intuitively know just based on the model you're looking at. Yeah, that and, was Lich Guard for me. It slapped <laughs> me right in my face. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And uh, really, guys, I want to say this podcast isn't going to be us going, hey, if you see Lich Guard on the table, don't bother with them. Or, or you know, hey, if you see a. Uh, a lancer on the table target it we're not going to tell you these are the exact units you need to go target because really that wouldn't help you guys out too much in your in your game but i would say that the the information we're going to provide on this episode is going to be more along the lines of there are always going to be safe targets to go after 
as far as target priority goes. And then once you get the game going a little bit further and you start noticing, oh, that is, you know, that's a Calidus assassin or, you know, that's yep. a Lancer or, or maybe, you know, uh, a, a number of things are, or it will, it will tell you, it will work. Our whole purpose of this podcast, let you know, is to know in any game you play, these are the targets that you should be going after uh, without any knowledge on what they do. It's kind of. Absolutely. It's kind of what we're going for. I, I think at the very least that you should look through the indexes and know what the battle line uh, units are. For sure. I think those are like key targets that, that are going to score your opponent points and should be something that you look out for in any army that you play is your battle line targets. Yeah, and always remember, guys, and one of the things that I, I do like to stress on this one is if you're even if you're looking at competitive play, match play, casual play, there's no reason why your opponent should not be open to showing you their list or what they're playing or what their abilities are, uh, especially the way Games Workshop operates now where you have the app, you have everything available to you. Yep. You should be able to pull up their army books and their units, and you should be able to look through those units or take a minute to actually peek at those at the very least, especially stuff that you don't immediately know. Um, and then always, I would say, just an act of good sportsmanship is always going to be a- ask that question. Uh, hey, is there is there anything I need to know about these units? You know, Is there any gotchas yep. in this? What are their abilities? Um, I know especially for newer players, they don't want to ask those questions and they don't want to to probe their opponent because for whatever reason, maybe you're shy or, you know, you're a little intimidated. Too. I mean, yeah. 40K and a tabletop gaming as a, as a whole is kind of intimidating in my yeah. experience. And, and I would say that you're going to find that a lot of people that you play against, they're going to be open with a lot of those abilities and they'll tell, oh, by the way, you know, this guy can teleport around the table. This guy can do this, that. There's going to be a lot of things that they will be open with. And I think if you don't ask the question and you're not asking them, they will assume, you know, Yep. and so, so you can't get mad when, when they do get the, you with the gotcha, the gotcha happens. Yeah. Yeah. I, and even if you do discuss that, there's so many rules in Warhammer that I think a gotcha is going to happen, you know, a couple times a game and it's just part of the game and learning the army. And once you play the army more, I, I mean, I can't go over every stratagem with you. I can tell you the ones that I think are gotchas, but, you know, I'm going to miss some. Yeah. I think one of the biggest things to take away from that is if you're new, do not be afraid to ask them what they're playing as or what they're using, what units they're using. So in this edition, it reminds me a lot of Horse Heresy where each army has a, a rule, an army rule, and then a secondary rule, right? Right. And uh, one thing in... In the horse heresy scene, that's very common. Is you know, hey, I haven't played against your army. Can you just run down your army rules and what your special reactions are, stuff like that? It's the same thing here. Is I if I haven't played an army, like what does your army rule do? And like if there's options to your army rule, like which one are you choosing and what does that do? And just try to get a feel because every army is going to play around that army rule. I mean, you just take Space Marines for instance. You better know what Oath of Moment is coming into the game because it's going to come up every round. Yep, yep. You absolutely, uh, you better know what fate dice are. Yep. <laughs> you better know what grudge dice are or grudge tokens. <laughs> yeah, grudge tokens. The yep. Grey Knights teleporting around is, uh, it shocked a lot of people at the very beginning. Like, 
What do you mean? You can just pick up your units every round. Yeah, I can. I'm teleporting, you know? Yeah, there's a number of things that uh, that are going to be, once you start playing a little bit more games and you start playing uh, with your local scene, it will help you guys understand what some of those units are. I mean, once you play guard once, you understand the units you got to take care of, the units Absolutely. you got to target. Uh, but that first time, you're going to realize that there's a lot of backup and support within guard or Astro Militarum, I'm sorry. Yeah, the the reinforcements or whatever, the stratagem, they spend two CP, if you don't know, and they can bring a, a infantry unit, I think, or in the Sentinels too, I think, yep. a regiment, I guess. Uh, they can bring those back, and they come back like they're a brand-new unit. So, like, for Sentinels, they have the... Uh, hunter killer missiles they get that hunter killer missile again right back because it's a brand new unit like mm-hmm. you can't see it as a unit being revived it's a unit coming in re- reinforcements basically yep they uh that is how that works exactly and also obviously if you are one of those players that you just you know live too far maybe you don't have access to your own vehicle or anything like that you're too young and you can't make it to the game store you can't make it to these events in these games Battle reports oh, all the time. Oh, battle reports. And I and I challenge you, just like I challenged you on the last episode, is watch a battle report with two factions that you are not playing. Yep. It, it makes a huge difference to see how those actually operate and how they go. And if you search a battle report and you don't really like the vibe, of, there's so many people playing 40K on YouTube that you can go down the list and just find one that you really vibe with. You, you know... They make you laugh or they get whatever makes you enjoy the video. Find one of those and just start watching because it's a great painting. Uh, While I paint, I watch battle reports. You know, at lunch break, I'll watch a round or two or something like that. Yeah, I always, uh, I'll hop in there and like I will force myself like once I get an army's rules down enough, like when I was playing Blood Angels, I won't watch Blood Angels battle reports. I will watch other battle reports of other, uh, you know, other factions playing, you know, I watched a, a leagues of OTAN battle report the other day, yep. pre nerf and post nerf <laughs> and they are po- like pre, uh, pre buff and post buff, I guess yep. is what I should say. And, uh, very different, very, very, different. <laughs> very, very different. Uh, so they're looking nice. Yeah. They're looking very nice right now. Uh, so, so always keep in mind, you can go watch those battle reports. And, and especially if you know that you have a game scheduled coming up, feel free to just kind of hop in, go look at those index cards, go see what that unit that you're going to have. If it's just a pickup game where you're just newly meeting somebody for the first time, or maybe you're going to an event where you have no idea who you're playing against until the the day of, uh, feel free to ask those questions. Hey, uh, what do these units do? You know, and kind of pick your priority on that. Um, but I will say, as far as understanding what priority that's what this episode is about. That's what we actually have to talk about. Yeah. And that is the harder part of this whole, whole thing is understanding the priority. Yeah. And so I think intuitively at most armies out there, they have the big baddie, right? Yeah. They have a big bad tank. They have a big bad unit. I think uh, that they're going to bring to the table that is going to soak up a ton of damage and also deal out a lot of punishment as well. For sure. And I think, a lot of the times is that unit gets confused as the goal of the, like the goal of this game is to kill this big, bad unit. It does. It probably does nothing for you. Honestly. Yeah. And, and I would say guys, that is 
usually, and I would say that I've, I've seen it a lot, that is usually going to be the wrong choice when you're looking at. If you did not play an army that also has a big baddie and you want to go fight Godzilla style, go fight this big baddie with your big baddie, uh, yep. you're really not going to get a lot out of. You're just playing a normal list that has is, is fully balanced. You know, it's a it's a it's a moving uh, mobility, high mobility unit like we've talked about in the past. You've got a, a, a quick moving army that's good for capturing objectives. Which always remember that is the goal when you're talking about these games is, is getting those objectives. Play the objective. Play the objectives. Do not get uh, do not get confused and. Uh, and uh, and tricked into killing this giant monster, or you know maybe it's a giant tank like a Rogaldorn, a Baneblade, uh, Warhound Titan, you know yeah. a Stompa. All these different units can be brought in, and they will deal a lot of damage. They will absolutely deal damage. You just take those licks, but you have to just take those licks. And I, and I would say that what happens is, especially from what I've seen, is a lot of newer players will get caught up and they'll get locked into that. And even the, uh, I would say even these big giant units like that Lich guard bomb, you know, or these, uh, mega units, they are, uh, they all have range on their guns, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There are portions of the table that they can't reach and they can't make it to. Right. And you can always kind of put your more important things outside of those like long ranges and things like that. And so, I would say that in those instances where you have these big baddies, it is, it is, um, it, unless you are for sure that you can take this thing out quickly, or you know maybe it's it's unavoidable because it's you know stand in the middle of the table. It is a good idea to make that your lowest priority target. Yeah, just take your looks, and I mean with with how. 40k works is like they're probably going to waste some shots on some like once they take out bigger units they're going to waste shots on because it's really bad to split split your shots most of the time so like you want to take out a whole squad basically and a lot of times they'll waste those shots you know shooting at that squad so they're not really getting their their points worth i would say after they take out your big stuff which which does hurt but if you have target priority and take out the things around it before you get too many licks from that big thing, you will most likely still win the game. And yeah. I, I learned that actually the hard way playing some Titans and uh, or some yeah some Titans and uh and Horse Heresy. I played two weeks of a row of Titans and Horse Heresy, and the biggest takeaway is you ignore the Titan, kill everything else. Exactly, exactly. They can only even uh, you know when you look at this like mega tank, you look at these mega stompas or whatever. They can only capture one objective at a time. That is it. Like they will only ever be able to deliver so many victory points for your enemy. Whereas all of their other units around have mobility. They can go tag objectives. They can stand on objectives. And and really, you know, even when you're talking about secondaries, you know, wherever that you know that monster is or whatever it is on the board. You know, there is only so many points that this thing is going to be able to get back to its uh, to its owner whenever you're looking at, you know, capturing objectives or, you know, pushing you off of the outpost. Or yep. I would say that if you see it running towards your uh, towards your home objective <laughs> and they're hoping that they're going to grab that, uh, 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 take enemy outpost, take enemy outpost, then maybe you want to, you know, play some defense. But well, you can screen that way. Yeah, screen it out. 
I, I would say that the best case scenario is just to work around these big baddies because yep. they more than likely they're just there to soak up firepower. They're going to deal damage. It's going to suck. They're going to kill some of your units. I mean, that's just what they're those are about. They have so many points invested into a single model. They the only thing is when you invest that many points to a single model, you lose that mobility. You use the ability to actually play the game at a uh, competitive level, right? Because yep. you you are looking at um, now these units can't capture objectives they can't be mobile to to be you know to i guess you know you, you always want them shooting so they're never gonna uh go investigate signals with them and things like that <laughs> no, so so not. they have to rely on their other units and as soon as you take out those other units now it puts the game back in your favor you have to remember you have all the number of the turns in the game to get what you want done and if, if the worst that that guy can do to you, right, is kill, you know, five units. I mean, it could target other units, but, you know, yeah, there's, yeah. It, it's it's not going to be able to to murder your whole army. And another thing, though, is usually those units are really, really big, like mm-hmm. you said. And it's pretty easy to usually find some cover and get you that cover. That minus one to their big guns is going to save you a little bit. I always try to... Find what gun I'm most scared of and always try to put a piece of cover, you know, between me and me and that gun. And remember, you don't have to have your whole squad behind cover. You just have to have, you know, a couple models behind cover and a dude's leg behind cover. <laughs> yeah. As long as it can't can't see you all, you're going to get that cover and it, it will save you a lot of times because, you know, once you take out these other models, you might not need those 10 man blobs or five man blobs. You might just need one guy to go grab a. Uh, objective or go investigate signals cleanse you know all the things and that's scoring you points while he's still just shooting you which yeah I, I would say that in the cases where you actually see one of these large units enter the table you you see one of these Godzilla units you know or, or you know giant uh, gargantuan units yep. I would say that w- what I usually do is when I'm playing against them I will put myself into cover against that giant unit. And then I will give myself line of sight to a unit that is not that big unit so that I could open fire or shoot at that unit absolutely, and and take some out. Cause generally what you'll see is you'll see support units that are with it. If it's not like, you know, uh, tech Marine tech priest or, you know, something like that. That's another good thing is like another good thing to point out. That's target priority right there. Yeah. The things (laughs) that are buffing, the big thing, yeah, you want to try to take those out. Yeah, yeah. Anything that's out in the field that you see is like highly mobile, you know, quicker that can just hop to those objectives, move around. You know, if it's a flying unit or if it has a keyword fly, yep. and then uh, uh, it's you know hopping around all over the table and just capturing objectives because they're they're miss they're filling in the the spot where that giant unit can't get to. Take those out. Make those your priority. Target those first. And don't feel, I guess, uh, uh, don't feel pressured to fight that big unit. Like, if you have to, you have to. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, about I mean, if you, the opportunity presents itself where, uh, you know, Brutalis can get in there and just wreak havoc, you know, go to town. And but. that's why we won't tell you what units to prioritize. Like, if you see this model on the table, you should, no, we're not going to do that. Because every time it's a, it, it depends on the situation in the game. And... Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to fight that model, and sometimes 
you know, it works out where you don't have to fight that model. So you just have to be flexible, and that's what a flexible list is really good at doing as well as being flexible. Um, but being able to adapt to any situation on the on the battlefield and change target priority because your target priority at the beginning of the game likely isn't going to be your target priority at the end of the game. Because, Especially when stuff starts dying off. Yeah, yeah. It's just stuff's going to change. Things are going to be in your way. Secondaries are going to come up. That's going to change your target priority. Don't forget to draw your secondary cards before. Always forget. Always <laughs> yeah, yeah. Forget. I'm horrible about it. Uh, I'll start moving, and I'm like, oh, dang it. I done forgot to draw secondary cards. Yeah. It's just, it is one of those things where uh, it, it it absolutely, I think the, the point that we're trying to make is, is especially in, in this episode, we're talking about target priority, is when you see a giant model get slapped down on the table, keep a cool head, keep level, and remember the game is not to kill models. Yeah. It is part of the game. It is part of the game that you have to do, but that is not the game. And always remember to play your mission and play your objective, but do not immediately forget the game, throw it out the window and say, I've got to kill that Angron or I've got to kill, you know, this uh, yeah. uh, Stompa or whatever. Just cool heads prevail. Just say, I've got to play the objective. If I have to fight this big model, if I have to shoot this big model, I will, but it's not going to be the goal of the game to kill it because the killing it will maybe get you some points on bring it down but it's not going to win you the game by any means. If you have that secondary. Yeah. Yeah, So that being said, I wanted to get that out of the way on what not to immediately target, which is like the lowest priority for me usually. I mean, it's not that I don't fight it. Of course, I'm going to fight them. It's just you got to know when not shoot them. But uh, actual target priority on what I'm going for is objective grabbers. Yeah, man. Fast models, high OC. Or the, uh, exactly exactly the people that are mobile like so many times i play orcs and my trucks get to stay alive and my trucks have oc and they're fast they're really fast and you run with them especially on a wall you know you get to run really really fast um those go grab the investigate signals in the corners the cleanses for me like they're not really good at shooting they have the wrecking boss it's okay, but it's not great. But if people leave those alive, those are just point grabbers for me. And if people would just target those instead of all the other things I have, I would struggle a lot because I run a very uh, mech heavy, you know, the knobs. They're pretty slow uh, army where those trucks are really, really fast. But people usually see their value go down once they transported my my units to where they need to be completely forget about them forget about them I, yeah I mean, i'll go park them in a corner and i'm not i'm trying park. to shoot the tuna not the can it came in right <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah and uh yeah that's a that's a key model that i think more people should be looking out for is transports because the transport's not just one and done after it drops off the units if it has an oc value it can go cap objectives and sometimes you know I see games where all the fighting happens on one side or, you know, every now and then we'll have a blob of fighting on the left-hand side of the board, you say, and then I have my truck on the right-hand side of the board just chilling, collecting points for me. Yeah, that is very true. Just you have to keep an eye out. Like, I would say just look at the vicinity of the objectives, and I would say that anything that was was within 12 inches of an objective 
that should be your target priority. Absolutely. I think when you're looking at like hot zones, you're looking at where things start moving. And I would say prioritize not based on, you know, oh, is this unit going to get in range to kill me? Is this unit going to be here? You know, people are going to, people are going to bait you out of objectives. They're going to bait you out of cover. They're going to try and get you to shoot at a unit Mm -hmm. that is closer, but always look beyond that unit and see if there is a possibility that you can get something that's actually going to affect an objective more than something that's going to, you know, shoot back at you or anything like that. For sure. Because once you snip those, uh, uh, snip those flowers, things are going to be, it's going to be a completely different game. Um, one of the most kind of important units, I think you're going to see a lot less of it now, uh, but the uh, the Arbites, the Enforcer Squads, yeah. you know, they, that was kind of one of that... That sleeper squad that just stays yeah. in your back line. 45 points, it was 45 points, uh, to just kind of sneak in a unit with custodes that, that is just solely there to be at the back lines. And a lot of individuals, you know, that, that play at the higher level, they know, hey... I'm going to use my whirlwind. I'm going to put an entire whirlwind on that squad because I don't want them to get those free points back there. It's my little grots too. I mean, grots. Yeah, exactly. I see see Earthshaker cannons coming at them and stuff. Like it's just, I'm like, it's just grots. I try to play it, but in all reality, they're gaining me CP and they're capping a point for me. It's a smart play by the, by the opponent to kill them. Yeah. Keep an eye on your guy. Keep an eye on your opponent's back line. It's a, and, and, you know, it's it's a little bit more difficult because we're talking specifically whirlwinds, basilisks. These are obviously not line of sight. These are all going to be uh, indirect, indirect fire, fire units that you can just sling over there. Uh, but like we have discussed before, you should have the ability to get into your opponent's back line pretty quickly. You should have maybe something in strategic reserves that can get back there really fast. Unit. Really fast, you know. Uh, but if you start seeing a unit that is hanging out on your opponent's back objectives, or maybe in no man's land where the the table is kind of just a little dead, those are going to be the units that you're targeting for those highly mobile units. You want to get them off of those objectives. You want to clear out those objectives, and and you want to have your own units like that as well, right? Yep. You you want to have those units that are going to be able to just grab whatever they need. Uh, but as far as target priority goes, do not feel pressured to to use your whirlwind, your basilisk, your uh, uh, Desolation Marines, anything like that that can target those back units, don't feel pressure. It's like, oh, I got to kill this because it's in the fight right now. Just keep in mind, it's like, oh, I don't have to target the Custodes. I can target this uh, this Arbite squad back here. Especially if you're contesting the objective. Like, mm-hmm. if you have units contesting the objective, those guys aren't going to get them points for right now. Those guys on the back line, though, they're getting them points. Always, always. Always look at your points. Always look at your objectives and know... These are the things, in order to play this game, I have to get these guys off of this objective, even if it's not a card they're pulling right now, even if it's not, they're not capturing that objective, and maybe they've just been pushing the objective uh, every turn, and you think to yourself, I've got plenty of time, get them off of them as soon as can, get it out, get that out of your mind, because your units aren't going to be on the table, especially your indirect fire units and things like that. They're not going to be on the table the entire game to take that out. Yeah. So, so uh, get them taken care of as quickly as you can. And, and those should be your priority and then start moving into the stuff that's actually fighting you. And, and that also opens line. up their back line too, which we talked about. Mm-hmm. You want units in the back line. Like sandwiching is very uncomfortable when you're on the board and you're getting pressure from both sides. Mm. You open up that back line, well, they're not screening their back anymore, and you can bring models in wherever. 
Yeah. Um, I would say that my flyers with my orc army, that's one thing I usually do is I just fly them straight to the other side of the board because they they can move as far as they want. And I just try to pop that backline unit with my DACA jet or something like that. Yeah, my Death Watch, my Inceptors, I teleport yep. in. I just put everything I can in the backline and try and immediately, as soon as I'm back there, the first target, usually what happens is your enemy, your opponent will have a... Uh, a cheap little weak squad back there, or maybe, you know, a, a grot squad or and, yep. and immediately wipe them out, get yep. them out of there. No more of that nonsense. Right. And so that is just a, one of the first targets I, I get rid of. I mean, even if I see that there's a, uh, maybe I'm close to killing another unit. I can bring my inceptors over there to do something else and kill that unit. Fin- finally finish it off. Yep. I always see the priority as who's on that, who's on that uh, objective. And, and my plan is to either kick them off the objective by killing them or that next turn I get that charge in and I'm going to uh, slice them up or at least contest the objective. I don't want them getting that free objective for the rest of the game. And also it sets you up for capture enemy outpost when you do pull it. Yeah. Because it's going to come up. Yeah, 100%. It really is. those Any any of those backliners, they got to go. Yeah. They, they always have a plan. And especially when you're army list building, right? When you're putting that army list together, I think it is now common that you're going to see a backliner. I think everybody knows, you know, with my Blood Angels, my Librarian Dreadnought, I just knew he was going to hang out back there. There's going to be a a point guard, right? (laughs) That's just, they're going to be back there. And you have to be able to get to them and kill them or at least sling some shots their way. They got to go. Yeah. And I would say, like, Having a unit with blast is really good against those models as well, because they're usually like you know five ten man squad, but they're usually not strong. They're weak, like you were saying, like my grots. <laughs> they got you know two strength or whatever, or two toughness and a six up save or whatever, or seven up save I think. So having a blast where it just blows them off, the <laughs> levels them. Yeah, yeah. It just it doesn't matter what the strength is of that blast. It's just they're gone. All it takes is one grot on the line, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it just yeah. takes one, one, one out there. He's up digging. He's up trying to find that CP. <laughs> so, uh, back onto that. Back to mobile units because ba- you have your backliners, which gotta go. But also enemy mobile units, and usually what you'll see is you'll see smaller squads of these. You'll either have like bikes, or you'll have uh, uh, jet bikes, jet bikes, or the helicopters. Yeah. You'll, you'll see these fast moving small units. Keep those in mind and just know if they're beyond that midfield, right? Yeah. They're a problem. And especially because they are, they're moving in, they're doing the exact same thing you're doing. They're ready to, as soon as they pull that one card that they need to go grab this objective or push you off an objective, they're hanging over there. They're flying over there. So as soon as those come in range, those should be, a very high target priority for you. And I would say that you're generally going to see that within the first or second turn of the game is when you're going to start shooting at those guys. Yeah. And a lot of the times they look very small. They look really weedy. You get a lot of, uh, you get baited out pretty quickly, especially by, uh, by your opponent who's going to have, you know, maybe they're going to show you some terminators. They're going to show you some, uh, big transport that's coming your way. Just remember those should be your priority target in that case. Absolutely. And I would say that it really speaks volumes. I mean, I think it was either our first or second episode. We mm-hmm. talked about movement. Mm-hmm. 
And I really realized how valuable movement was when I played my Speed Freaks, um, my Mad Max Orc Army with all my bikes, buggies, choppers, planes. Everything had a vehicle, and I, you know I was really talking shit about them. I was not happy with their data cards. They couldn't hit very well, but what they had was speed, mm-hmm. and they were fast. And I could take board control extremely fast. And I, I mean, I was... I was made a believer in, in speed that day. It was just like, okay, movement is number one stat that I need to be looking at right now. Absolutely. And really, I mean, movement wins the game. I mean, that truly is what it is. Are you going to take licks? Because generally you see a lot of stuff that's faster, probably doesn't have kind of the the damage output or even the uh, armor level that, that some of your uh, slower units have. Uh, yeah, you're going to take licks. It's going to hurt. But, I mean mobility wins the game and as long as you can survive it i mean always take I mean, cover is always going to be there yep uh you're always going to have uh, uh different ways to kind of uh, mitigate that that pain coming your way if it's not you know through uh, a stratagem or anything yeah. like that armor attempt true silver armor stuff like that yeah you, stratagems. you can always bring that pain pain threshold down but just it, 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 I know we harp on it a lot on, hey, mobility is going to be the savior of this. Yep. But once you start seeing those mobility being used against you, those should be what you're targeting immediately. That's what you should be fighting against. That's what you should be picking. If you see them bust out that tape measure and it's over 10 inches on your movement <laughs> face, it should be raising red flags. It should yeah, be absolutely. Ra- grab their cards at the beginning of the game and go look at all the M's. And if you see every, anything over eight, Start looking at Start it. Start looking at it. Start figuring out how you're going to kill it. I mean, especially like, I don't think it's necessarily a super strong unit, but my uh, baby carrier, the Dread Knight, the Dread Knight, he auto advances, and with Grey Knights, they're six move, or auto six, and they can fly. So he, he gets to advance, shoot, charge, even, and his movement base is 10, and then I'm getting a free six on top of that. That's a big unit moving 16 inches, and yeah, I'm, I'm taking some space with that thing. And, and keep in mind, guys, we talk about screening, and especially in this case, we talk about screening your, your back backfield. Just remember that if you do have a unit like this, and they're not you know strategic reserve, they're not coming in on, on, a, on a, a teleport or anything, or a deep strike, and you see this unit moving quickly up the field, if they are playing smart, and they're hugging inside all of this cover, and they're they're hiding, and they're keeping themselves out of line of sight of you, which they would do. Why wouldn't they, right? Mm-hmm. Remember that you can set yourself up and move yourself into a position where they have to go through you to get somewhere. Yep. And, and it just set yourself up because you you know the directions they're going to go. Objectives don't move in the game. Well, some do, <laughs> some but cases, you but know where they're moving. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so so set yourself up to you know, intercept that unit and, and then blast it off the table. Just be very aware of how these guys are moving and how they're, they're positioning themselves up and, For and sure. running forward. And, and just know that, hey, they can't move through enemy models. They can't go through enemy models. So Yeah, I think you do it very well when I played you with my Grey Knights. You put that uh, land speeder or whatever in front of your tanks. So I had to go through your land speeder, which I just annihilated and then i was left butt naked in front of your tanks butt naked and that was perfect screening right there but i had to i had to start taking something from you so i had to do it but it was really a bad play by me 
So screen them guys out. And so. you, you know me playing my Grey Knights. I'm a call cover every time because, I mean, my Grey Knights were, were struggling for a minute. So I'm, I'm in that cover. <laughs> I'm trying to survive. They got their hand in cover. <laughs> uh, oh, he's he's holding the wall. We're in cover. <laughs> so, so yeah. So definitely, uh, just just circling back on that one. We said mobile units, very quick movement yep. units, and, and are are going to be a higher priority than big big toughies. Big yeah, bad all your boys. transports, all your uh, uh, fast attack units, um, flyers, even. Uh, I think that's one thing that makes Aldari so good is their tanks can just fly and have high movement and they're just flying over terrain and stuff like that. And I think one of the biggest things that I struggle with, with a target priority is, is the big thick units. Yeah. Those, you know, I'm talking like your, your 10 man Terminator squads with like a captain and apothecary. They're so hard to get stuff that I know that I'm gonna have to dump everything into. A lot of the times on big, thick stuff like that, I always treat that in like the monster category. It's like, well, they're just going to get an objective. That's just that, the way it is. I can't do anything about that's that. That's Lich Guard, man. It's just like, I put 2,000 points into Lich Guard. This was with my Votan before they got buffed, so take that with a grain of salt. But 2,000 points went into the Lich Guard, and they revived the next round, and they're back to an eight-man squad. And it's just like, what did I even do? That's what I'm saying, man. It is one of those things where it's like, man, I don't know... Like I'm just gonna play the objectives. You get that objective. I'll I'll be on my side. I'll be doing everything over here on my side, and I'll kill all your little stuff. But I'm not even gonna look at that. I'm not even gonna touch it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so yeah. So another thing I did want to talk about as far as target priority was, and this is, I saw this kind of recently come up, is support units that we've been talking about. Yeah, and some of those support units that actually come up and immediately come to mind is like your sentinels. That was kind of the one thing here recently. Yep. You know, I, I played uh, two players back to back. I played two Astro military back to back. And scout sentinels. I had no idea what a scout sentinel did. Oh, they're tagging and, you all day, baby. And they're, you know, and they're tagging me. They're, 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 you know, making the rerolls to one on that one. And I had no idea. And so I thought to myself, like, well, I'm not really worried about this Sentinel right now, that first game I played. Yep. And then you realize, like, oh, this is an army-wide buff. Yep. This is something that everybody gets. And with that in mind, it was, like, one of those things where it's like, well, this, you know, under 100-point Sentinel is now tagging me. And all of these units are getting the benefit of that reroll to all one on yep. me. And so now it's like these units that are, you know... The, the value of these units that was like, you know, this is a 180 point tank or 200 point tank. It's now, it's now up hitting like it's a 300 point tank or a 400 point tank. Is it, I don't know if it's rerolled to one or plus one to hit. I can't remember. I, I believe it's rerolled to ones on a scout sentinel. Yeah. Either way, it's, it's disgusting. It's, uh, it's especially with all, all of Astromer's harms indirect fire. It is, uh, it, so with that in mind, you know, it's it's kind of and I would say that one of the, the biggest things that you have to keep in mind is every unit out there. I mean, every faction out there has some sort of support that they're adding plus one to hit. You know, even Space Marines, we have a land speeder, uh, right? land speeder the Thunderstrike and things like that stuff that's going to be out there. That And especially when you hear the term like tagging a unit, it's a. Uh, uh, 
Yeah, reroll a hit of one. Reroll a hit of one. Yeah, yeah. that's super nasty. Uh, especially if you have a, a it, oh, like all factions have one of these units, and if they say like, oh, every time I tag this guy or every time yep. I tag your unit, I get this benefit. Keep a mental note of that because those should be the first thing to go. And that's an ability as well, right? Yeah, that's it's not, an ability. So realistically, they can go cleanse or whatever mm-hmm. and go tag a unit. So they're, they're fast. They're pretty tanky. I mean, they're, they're not overly tanky, but they can take some licks. They can score, and they can buff their whole army. Like, that is a target priority if I've ever seen one. Yeah, it, it generally, and you'll see a lot of the times, and like in the case of like, you know, the land speeder, the sentinel, you know, these things aren't powerful units, right? They're, they're, they're easy to kill. They give them these abilities that buff entire, the entire army, right? Like in the case of a normal land speeder, not even the Thunderstrike, all blast against that unit can, uh, uh, get ignore cover. Yeah. And and so it's like, okay, that's a huge deal. Right. And so you start looking at things like that and it's like, man, that, how much stuff do they have in the army that has blast every single one of those blast templates from the little, you know, D three blast templates to the two D six blast templates. Those are all getting this benefit, right? It's one of those things where you need to know when that's happening to you. And it's not going to be immediate. Like unless you went and read all the rules and all that stuff. But the first time you say, wait, what gave you that benefit? That's yep. got to go. Yeah, it's yeah, it's got to go. That moves to the top of your priority list. It should shoot right up there because when you're talking about army-wide buffs, there is no calculation to how bad that is going to hurt from an army-wide level of them all getting that buff. And and one of the quick things that I did was, you know, that second game I played against Astra, I immediately killed all the Sentinels, and it was a completely different game. Yeah, because especially if you can wipe the multiple out in a turn. Because they can only bring back one squad of them a turn with that stratagem. Two CP, too. Two CP, too. So if they don't have that CP or they they already brought back a unit, those are prime times to hit those Sentinels. Yeah. And I know we're talking very specifically about a unit right now, but every army is going to have something. Do you it's know the one if, that we see locally a lot. Yeah. Do you know if Leagues has anything like that or like uh, anything? So, yes. It, eh, probably. I haven't really looked at them, but I know like my transports, the big Hecaton land fortresses, anything that gets out of them gets a plus one to hit. So I put my big guns in there, my tank killing guns. They're the Thunderkin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They get out, they get a plus one to hit on top of the grudge tokens that I have out there. So they're they're hitting on twos, and now they're uh, anti-vehicle two up. So I'm hitting on two, wounding on twos, and they're a big gun. So that's a if I want that buff again, I just put them back in the fortress, move them back to where they need to be to get line of sight, jump them out, and I get that buff again. Yeah, I used to uh, uh, I used to joke around when I was playing, uh, when I was kind of first learning, I, I run a land speeder. I still have a land speeder. I have the Thunderstrike, but I actually have the regular land speeder. Yeah. And once stuff starts hitting you, right, and it starts blasting you, and I'm hitting you with Desolation Marines, or I'm hitting you with Vindicators, or, you know, big stuff starts hitting you, you want to get rid of it. It's like the, every turn, this hurts. It's hurting. Yeah. And you immediately forget that there's a, a little cheap land speeder <laughs> that is, you know. Just tagging you. Just yes. tagging you. Just making this way worse than it needs to be. Yeah. And so what happens is you um, you usually, it's like, hey, you need to take some firepower, break it off, and take care of that thing because it is making everything that's hitting you over here 
hit twice as hard or twice as accurate. Yeah. You know, this has got to go. Because once you start killing those support units, those buff units, and, and like I said, it's going to be obvious when, that you have a buff unit going on or something yep, that's buffing sure. your guys. Once it, you know that's happening, get rid of it. Ignore the pain coming in and just focus your fire. Get rid of that thing. And then once it's gone, then focus back on fighting it because that's just free percentage percentage points to their, their hits on that one. For sure. And you said, you know, does League have them? And I said no, but... I do have things that give out free grudge to- or grudge tokens, yep. and that's a that's the same thing. I'm tagging that you it's gotta the grudge go. token. Yeah, immediately it's gotta go. Yeah, yeah, so see them cows out there. Get them, get them gone. A cow, yeah, yeah, yeah. K A H L, I think cow. Um, what's another? Oh, the the things by the tanks. What are they called? The things by the tanks. Uh, Astro Militarum has them too. Uh, the the tech marines and the tech priest. Oh yes, yeah, tech marines and tech priests who heal. Who heal? Yeah, they yeah. Heal heal your unit and buff that unit. So, yeah, you're taking licks from this big unit, but this thing's also buffing it. So like that's a. They usually have lone operative. I know like the orcs have the the mech boss or whatever it's called, mm-hmm. and I put them next to my stampa. Because now my stomp is hitting on fours, which that's great for orcs. If if you have a fast unit that can go get in that 12-inch range to get that lone operative away from them, go knock that unit out. Mm. You don't have to necessarily focus on the big tank, but go knock that unit out. And don't the tech priests get mad if you kill tanks around them or something like that? Yeah, they're, uh, they get buffs on their power axe or their, their power axe that they yeah, have Yeah, so you want to – that's an early target priority in my case. Yeah, they get uh they get pretty pretty frustrated when you kill their their vehicles that they were protecting. Lone operative sucks. That's kind of one of the big. Uh, I would say that if you are playing a, a, a strategic reserve list or maybe something that has deep strike, yeah, I would say that if you see that these buffs are going on or you see that something is just healing unit a big unit or even little units, uh, take advantage of that deep strike and get back there. And smoke them as fast as you can. Especially if you have something with like anti-infantry, just go lay into that dude and yeah, get him out of there, get him out, stop that nonsense. Yeah, I did that to a guard player. He had his parking lot of all his, all his uh, uh, indirect fire back there. I found a little three-inch gap that I could slap some some of my uh, gray knights in there with anti-infantry, and I was like that tech priest and that tech priest or whatever they're called with astro military. I was like. I need them gone. That's what I did to Lord Solar. Yeah, yeah. Load, load. That's a buff unit right there. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit, that guy is strong. Yeah, that was one of the big things where uh, Lord Solar, he can issue out, what, two orders a turn and then uh, oh, three, three orders, orders a turn. Yeah. He gets two CP a turn, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah. he's just like super buffing your, your army. He's yeah. an auto take for guard. Yeah, as soon as I saw Lord Solar, I kind of understood what he can do. I was like, this guy has got to go. I got to assassinate <laughs> that guy yeah. as soon as possible. And so that's when I brought those Inceptors in and just said, excuse me, sir. Yeah. You got to go. <laughs> I guess that's where precision really comes in handy, too, because like with Lord Solar, you can put him with a 20-man blob, <clears throat> put another character, I think, with them, and... I mean, it's tough to get through that 20-man blob sometimes, especially if they're way in the back and you have hard line of sight. But having something with precision or something like that to just snipe that dude. He was by himself, so it wasn't uh, wasn't too difficult. Yeah. But it, it definitely is. Uh, it was not fun to see that guy. And he's yeah. tough. He's, he's tough. Yeah. He's not like he's no, he's no, 
He he's no uh, normal guardsman. He's on. I'm a, telling you, if I see a, a guard on a horse, it's gone. <laughs> I, I hate them things. Yeah, I, I hop, I drop those inceptors down and handled business. But yeah, I, I would say that you like just coming in right and not immediately knowing every unit that's on the table. I mean, those are some good things to just kind of keep in mind. I right? mean, round one will tell you. Most everything you need to know. Yeah, exactly. You're going to see your speed. You're going to see your buffing units. They're mm-hmm. going to use them. Mm-hmm. So they're going to reveal their hand to you on target priority-wise pretty early in the game. And and, and I want to say this, and it's going to be something that, especially if you're a new player, I want you to take this to heart, and I want you to process this, process this fully. Because... I see a lot of new players making this mistake. I see a lot of veterans players making this mistake. For that first critical turn, when everything is happening, do not walk away from the table when they're on the movement phase. Don't go get your drink. Don't go, you know, checking your army's bag and anything like that. You need you need to be aware the entire game. You need to be present in the game. Yep. You need to see... And I think that's one of the biggest things I've seen is a lot of players won't see the movement phase happening. They'll they'll watch their opponent doing stuff, but they're not going to see how fast these units are moving, how fast they're going. Usually they'll see, okay, he's going to do his movement. I'm going to go grab a bite to eat. I'm going to go get my drink. When I come back, he'll be done moving. By that point, you didn't see these units moving. You didn't see them do anything. You didn't see them using their fly ability. You didn't see anything like that. And so what happens is when you come back, you know, everything is moved and you don't know what's fast. You don't know anything like that. But I would say for that first turn, you need to make a mental note how everything is moving on the table. And when you see that one thing go 20 inches, you know, or maybe it goes 18 inches, you see it fly. You see the direction it's going. You see that it's okay. He is absolutely moving towards this objective. Yep. That's when you say, that's my priority. He needs to go. That's my target. I would say just for you playing the game, keep that in mind for that first turn. Be locked in in that movement phase. Absolutely. Uh, like I said, the first turn will tell you most things you need to know as far as target priority. You know, Later on in the game, it might be okay to, to go grab your drink or whatever, but until you learn what he's doing and – he or she is doing and their moves that they're making and what they're trying to set up. You should not be unlocked from that game. Like you should be locked in. You want to know something that, uh, uh, it kind of, <laughs> it kind of reveals heresy players. And it's kind of like, I had to break the habit as a, as a heresy player and as an old 40 K player with, uh, uh, with how the addition has, pl- has changed. Yeah. So I made the mistake And I realized it was a mistake. And I realized, like, if I was playing against me, I would know exactly what I'm doing because I play that way. What I would do when I play my army, I unintentionally face my units towards the unit they're going to shoot. Yeah. And so... so Hard habit to break. So, and if I'm heading towards an objective, in my mind, I want my models to be facing towards where they're going. And so when I grab, pick up my models, I move them. And so if you look at the eyes of my models, they're looking at the direction they're moving to or maybe yeah. an objective they're going to or maybe a unit that I want to shoot at. So my hand is played 
all the time. Yeah, yeah. And so you see what direction my tanks are facing. You see which way I'm going to be moving and all that jazz. And so I had to break myself of that. I mean, that's not the case in 40K. You yeah. shoot 360, yeah. move 360. So my models, I turn them all willy-nilly. I move them all around because I saw I saw myself that I can I know exactly where these guys are going. I know exactly what these guys, their intention are. At the end yep. of the movement phase, I know where all of your army's plan is for me. And I was like, I've got to break myself of that. But you will still see your opponents doing that as well. Yeah. Especially in like a casual game. I, mm-hmm. I don't know about tournament games. I'm a very vocal player, so I'm usually talking through what I'm kind of doing on my movement phase, you know. Trying to get in their heads. Well, yeah, getting their not really getting <laughs> their heads, but, but just like I'm just, you know, trying to make small talk while I'm doing the boring part of the game, right, the movement phase. But I usually reveal a lot of things that probably will come back to hurt me because – I'm going to be like, yeah, I can move here or I can use this ability to do this, you know. And a lot of players do that. And sticking around and talking to that player, I mean, it's a good time to ask questions about units too. Uh, you can get in a lot of knowledge from that opponent's army during the movement phase, not only from watching the game, but just with small talk. And I would say that another absolute just wealth of knowledge that you guys can get for unit priority and target priority is a post game chat with your opponent. Oh, I do it every, every time. It, I mean, I'll tell you, Hey, this is what I think I did wrong. This is where I think I should have done this. I did this. And yeah, it, it's a wealth of knowledge, especially with an experienced player or somebody that is going to tournaments. Like they can kind of, because Warhammer's won and lost in the movement phase. And they can kind of tell you, hey, you did this where you should have probably brought this unit over here. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's a great knowledge to have. I would say that generally what you'll see is, and as unfortunate as it is, somebody has to lose, right? Yeah. And so although you do lose, and it may, if you're a newer player, and you, you, I would say that I've seen it and I felt it, especially when I play newer players, Yep. is when the game is over, the people split up. There's not a lot of like, you know, like when me and you play at the end, you know, we're talking about how we could play different and all that stuff. Usually when you play, I play a newer player who's a new opponent, yep. there's a lot of, okay, I just beat you or you just beat me. I'm sorry, we got to go. Like we're yep. actual enemies. No, it is a game. It is fun. Yeah. Feel free to break down the game. Hey, what do you think I could have done different? Or, yep. you know, what do you think... I should have targeted different all this stuff. Just help each other out. Cause you're going to see that more than likely they feel the exact same way you do. You know, if you know, they're, they are playing a game too. Yep. Talk to them after the game. I think, I think casual play is a great time to try out new things too. Don't be afraid of losing in a casual game. Like try something out. If it doesn't work, Hey, you lost, you talk about it. Why didn't it work? You know, maybe you were seeing it one way or another in your head. And it just didn't play out that way. Or maybe it works great and you win, you know? So I think that a, a casual game is a perfect time to try out things and then get feedback on the things that you tried out. You, I mean, you do it all the time. You get new models. Hey, how'd you feel about that model? Yeah. I love getting new models and throwing them on the table. <laughs> it is my favorite thing. Especially after this nerf, it's like, oh, yeah. who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Anything's game now. <laughs> so... We are at 54 minutes, guys. We do like to keep these episodes at about an hour. Uh, definitely appreciate all you listeners. We've gotten a lot of good feedback from you guys yep. and a lot of new listeners on there. 
uh, especially coming in from the uh, the TikTok side, the Ready for East Van TikTok side. Uh, I will say that if you want to continue this conversation, you want to get involved in this conversation, you want to say, hey, y'all need to make an episode about this, or hey, I thought this episode was crap because of this, let us know. Come to warhammerdiscord.com. Just go to any of your browsers, type in warhammerdiscord.com. It'll take you to the Radio Free Istvan Discord, which is a parent podcast for this uh, uh, for this podcast. And it'll take you right in there. You'll join in a massive community that we have uh, kind of got together. We talk about 40K. We talk about list critiquing. We have uh, painting competitions in there. Uh, all sorts of painting help. We got mental health help. Yep. We got foodies in there. We got pets, pets in there. It's a just a lot of like-minded individuals all talking. And I haven't really seen any negative people. If they do get in there, we, yeah, we give them the big old boot. They're gone. Out of there. We don't need that. Not that energy. We want good vibes only. And, uh, and there's other tabletop games too. We have Star Wars Legion channels, but if you BattleTech channel, yeah, you talk about you talk about board or tabletop games. Probably somebody's going to be playing it in there, and we'll make a new channel. So yeah, we'll we'll swing a channel up for you. Ain't no problem there. So. Um, one thing I I will say is if you are you know somebody and you're listening to this and you do see a new player at your game shop and he's asking a lot of questions. Point them our way. I, I, I am guilty of this. It, a kid came into the shop the other day, asked me a lot of questions. Let's start answering all his questions. I said, "Hey, actually, I got a great podcast for you to listen to." And I sent him, <laughs> sent him to this podcast. So I hope he's listening. Um, but that's a great way to get new players, you know, up to speed in the game. Yeah, let them know we are for newer players. I can't say we're always going to be newer players because we're going to actually transcend that new player vibe and we will move our way into the tournament circuit and we'll start talking about that a little bit more. But you're going to grow with us. You're going to grow with us and we always want to be able to point people back to these episodes uh, for 10th edition. We just say, hey, start from the beginning, you know, episodes 1 through 20 or something like that. Those are going to be the baby step learning for 10th edition. So, (laughs) For sure. But appreciate you guys. We'll catch you later. Y'all have a good one.